I'm down. You're ready, bro? I think so. Okay, well, because I hit, <laughs> I hit, I hit the button. Oh, like, shit. I mean, what? Ugh. What if I would have hit Am the button? Am I allowed to cuss here? on you? Yeah, bro. Okay. I asked that last time, and I remembered that I'm the boss of myself. Okay, cheers. Don't be nervous. Cheers. We talk all the time. I know. We talk all the time. Okay, hold on. Let me take a. Let me take a drink. Okay, me too. Oh my god, what a day. <sighs> you scared? <laughs> You're fine. It's fine. No, I'm not scared. I just think I. I think like a little. Like some questions beforehand, so I could have prepped myself. No, we can't. We can't do that because then it's not like the good shit. You know what I mean? Then yeah. it's practice, and it's then true. you sound like a like an author, like a robot. Yeah, or a robot. She's like, how's an author? <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I'm telling myself. Okay, look, everybody. There's nobody around, but <laughs> everybody who's listening, um, what's your what's your maiden name? Henley. Really. Chessie Henley. Wait, hold on. Rewind. Does Chessie stand for anything else or is it just Chessie? Janisqua. Shut the fuck. <laughs> you're lying. I can see it on your face. Okay. Did, did you see? I, but you're from New Mexico. so like, that You never know, you know. Not to offend. My cousin's any. name is Shonda. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. What if she's listening? You think, will she be offended? I'm, I'll send it to her. She won't. Okay. She'll be fine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, hey, Shonda. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Okay. Shonda. Anyways, Chessie Halba here. Dude. Okay. Look, the people got to know. The yep. people have to know who you are because let me say this. So obviously, people who are listening, Chessie and I opened a studio when we were strangers. We're going to talk about that because, um, man, that was risky, huh? It, it was looking well, back. God, looking back, but there are so many facets to you, right? So all these things that people don't know. You are like the hustler's fucking hustler. We're going to talk about that, but there are things I'm like, wait, should we talk about that? Nothing illegal. There's so, a lot of stuff we could talk about. Okay, well, we're going to start, let's start with the studio, okay. and then we'll, like, circle all the way back around to uh, to La Rosa. Did I say that right? You did. Was that yeah, good? Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, you're brown, so. That's true. But you would never know that based no. off of my, uh, I can't really speak it that great. You know what I mean? You but that was it. good. That was yeah, good. Okay, so anyways, so, um, okay, we met. For those of you don't, who don't know, this is going to be the best part. This is my, my favorite part of the Chessie Stephanie story. Tony and I went into the Anytime anytime Fitness, mm -hmm. and man, every time I walked in there, there was just this girl screaming. And it's funny because I think I'm louder, like just in you general. Are. yeah. Okay, but every time I went in, I could hear this girl screaming in the room. And I would tell Tony, I'm like, dude, that girl is like, what is she doing in that there? That hoe is being loud. Yeah, I'm like, what is that hoe? I did. I was like, <laughs> I what is that hoe doing in there? I know you did. And, you know, my husband, who's just like straight laced, he was like, why don't you just go take that class and find out? You know, he's mm -hmm. not, that's Tony. That is Tony. And so I was like, well, you know, I don't think I've like really ever taken a spin class. I don't think I had taken a spin class since I was in high school at the rec center and it was absolutely yeah. terrible. Don't okay? recommend. So the next day I was like, okay, I'm going to take this bitch's spin class and like see what's up. But that still wasn't a good spin class. I mean, my class was, but the environment, the bright lights. Well, okay. Right. Exactly. I didn't really know, yeah. but. You made me feel something like inside. And I was like, who is this bitch? You were like, get that ass up. And I was like, okay, well, <laughs> you know. And so I was attempting to train for a show the first time. This was pre-pandemic. And so then I was like mm -hmm. addicted. I was addicted to the spin classes. They were, how many do people do you think you had in the, in the arena? Ooh, that was seven? a small room. Yeah. Was there seven, seven or eight? Yeah, probably. It only seated like ten or something. Yeah, there wasn't there wasn't a lot, but it was the time of our freaking lives. And I remember we had like a this day in particular was like a full day, right? And mm -hmm. I'd been doing some Peloton. 
I don't think I had a spin bike yet. I think I did the Peloton app because it was free at that yeah. time. It was like the 30-day free. So I would do it when you weren't teaching. And Riker was sick. <laughs> so uh, what's his name? Nick comes in the room and he's like, yo, dogs, um, homegirl's out. She ain't going to be in. So like, no class. And I was like, well, I'll do it. <laughs> what? And like looking back, he was like, you'll do it. He's like, do you know how? And I was like, no, but I'll do it. I get on your bike. And I remember I had to like pull out the little cart from the little closet mm -hmm. with the key. And then I was like, well, God, I have to. That sounded like a gunshot. That was just ice. ice it's yeah. fine. It's fine. Everybody's good for. So I, I get on the bike and I literally was like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. Like, I have no idea. So I think Melanie was in that class. I think Melanie was, yeah. And I'm pretty sure she was like, dude, no, you're not the one. Because I, I, played, <laughs> I played a Peloton. I played the Peloton. I was like, okay, everybody, here we go. And I, I think I remember saying, like, I'm not, I'm not as good as Chessie, but I'll do, I'll do my best. And um, <laughs> there were two people in that class. We're not going to say their names. We know who they are. Um, they did not, they did not like me. They, they were like, we're out. Yeah, dude, they did not like me. Because then you were like, well, so do you want to, do you want to like maybe, you know, we can sub yeah, for each other? Yeah. I was like, yeah, totally down. And uh, Nick was like, so we can trade for like tans? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I love that. So I think I taught a couple classes, like yeah. not very many. And then I started going to your classes at Oxium. That picture just came up my Facebook like and two I days saw ago. It, yeah. Dude, we were hot as shit you know, then. You know what's so funny is like, you're the only person I can think of that I know who would just be like, yeah, I got it. <laughs> like, I have so much anxiety that goes into teaching class and preparation. And that's like, explains your style as cycle because yeah, you were just true. like, I didn't like I'll, the plan. I'll figure it out. Yeah. And I was like, who the hell is this chick who's just never taught a class? Just like, I got it. And the best part is you're like, so do you want to be my sub? Yeah. And I was like, no, yeah, that sounds like a really good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be your stuff. That sounds I like have, the story of our friendship, too. Dude, I yeah. didn't even have spin shoes. And I was like, yeah, no, I'll, I will definitely teach for you. And then I took one of your classes at Oxium. And that was the first time I'd ever taken a spin class in the dark like yeah. that. And so I remember that was probably – I was working days, and I would go to the spin class – the early morning one. Was it 7 a.m.? Do you remember? I think so. And then I would have like 10 minutes to get to dispatch. And yeah, so I would go like, all sweaty. You were running. Yeah, I would like run out of that bitch. And then um, I just like became obsessed. So the pandemic happened. And um, okay, you can tell the people how I always canceled on you. You can, oh, you can tell them the truth. I think everyone knows that because I've said it. Like that's like the, my favorite story is like, you just kept blowing Of all of our stories, yeah, that's like, your favorite yeah, story? Yeah, it's not my oh favorite, God. but it's like a good one because you just kept – I don't get blown off like because I don't, you know, I don't hang out with a lot that's of people. That's true. It's true. And so when I do hang out with people, they show up. Know, and Stephanie I and I, every time we'd hang out, like it was really natural. Like we always just were like, oh, my gosh, a good time. Like, really got along really good. So I was like, hey, let's get coffee. And she's like, sounds good. I'm like, when? You're like, tomorrow. And I'm like, cool, I'll be there. Sounds good. And then I'd be there and I'd just be like <laughs> – Yo, you know, where are you at? I, we have Tony to thank for my changed ways because he yeah. was like, dude, you actually can't. You literally can't do that. Who was I talking to this morning? Oh, Michelle. I went to coffee with Michelle and I was literally telling her. I was like, yo, bro. Um, yeah, like Tony has helped me not like double, triple book, like all those things, you know. Well, it didn't happen once. It happened like yeah. legit. I mean, how many times? Like three or four? I want to say two or three, nah, but nah. maybe three or four. I don't know. And then <laughs> you sent me a message and you were like, So are we just like never going to be friends? What is that? No, I, I sent you a message and I was like, 
bro, I can't do this life. Like, call my know, ass out. I thought we were going to be friends, and here we are. You're standing me up again. I'm done with this. And you're like, all right, please, just just give me one more chance. I'll be there. And then your ass showed up. I know, I did. The and next I time, COVID. you had freaking COVID. Yeah, I, I brought the, the Rona to you, but you, you didn't did. get it, right? You didn't get it. I didn't, but I no, was No, but it was close. It was, was a close scared. call. That was when you were you telling me. You had like me, a fever, and you're hacking up a lung. Dude, I should have known that day. When you were telling me about all the crazy plans we were talking about, that you're just like a you're a planner and a lifer. So we go to coffee. We we really get off track here. So okay, okay. circle back. Okay. So we go to coffee at the Starbies. God, that was a good Starbies day. We sit outside by the fire, and then was it that day we talked about the studio? No, that was kind of like the real introduction of our friendship, where we kind of started yeah. getting to know each we other. We kind of started. We kind of started talking a little bit more, and then but then we kept we, texting all the time. And we saw that during the pandemic, um, Homegirl was selling Oxium. Yeah. And we like jokingly were like, should we buy it? And we, I remember we talked about buying one of her bikes. Mm-hmm. And I think, because um, I got the email, like, because I was a member and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, maybe. And then I ordered my Schwinn. And then we survived the pandemic. We talked. We were friends. What do we do? I don't remember. All what we, we did, did was just kind of casually chat about how much the pandemic sucked and homeschooling. And then. I think one day I was like, I really miss teaching and I really miss taking classes. And you're like, so do I. And I'm like, we went to Joe's. Yeah. And that's when you brought the, you introduced me to the protein coffee with the white, what was that? The farmhouse? What is it called? The that white drink? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was close with the farmhouse. Trumu, whatever. <laughs> and we were like, let's want to open a studio. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, let's fucking do it. I remember I came home and I told Tony, I was like, so... I think I want to quit my job and open a spin studio. Yeah. Dude, he didn't even bat an eye, He's that like, guy. Okay. He was like, let's do it. He's yeah. like, go ahead. And then he was like, well, how well do you know Chessie? And I was like, yeah, I don't really that well. I think both of our husbands had that whole like, well, you guys need a contract. Like, yeah. do you guys know each other? And we're like, well, I, I kind of. <laughs> remember when we, okay, so we go, I remember we went to Joe's and we we're like, let's look at a credit card. Should we get a credit card? And they were like 27.9% yeah. interest. And then we were like, no, fuck it. Let's just put all our money in. Yeah. We were like, we never, we never stopped talking about it. We just did it. There was no plan. I don't even know that we ever looked at, uh, at our contract after we made it. I don't even no. know what it said. The funny thing about our friendship, though, is I feel like there's a lot of things where, like, should we do this? Sounds good. But then we just don't. Yeah, and but so this one, funny like, that we just did yeah, it. Yeah, we say that all the time. We are literally that meme that's like, hey, let's go to dinner. And then six months later, we go to dinner. Yeah, or like, what? Or that we know the other one's going to be like, I'm tired now. Yeah. My or mood's changed. Neither one of us will send a message like at all. Yeah. And that's okay because we yeah. know each other now. Yeah. So, okay. We opened the studio. We, I went and got the, we went and got the bikes. I drove the U-Haul. That was a wild mm-hmm. ass time. Um, and the studio for us, I think people, like they know a part of us mm-hmm. that's like the instructors and like you. They know Chessie, the spin instructor, that's like the screamer the um, style yeah the boot camp style like they know this this side of you but i think the biggest reason that i wanted people to know you is like because i've gotten to know you on like a very deeper level but you don't you don't do that that's just not your you just don't open up to people so i feel like they know like most people that know you know you on a surface level you know Mm -hmm. me um brandon like there's a few other people that know you on like a deeper level right Mm -hmm. but I feel like the studio was also a place that really like expanded you like as a person, like yeah. just meeting so many different new people, girls trips, like all of those things. I feel like they opened up that version. And so I'm only really talking about the studio because I feel like people need like closure, like you guys good after selling it. And so I feel like they need to know like the whole story 
And like that is part of us is like we're honest and we're truthful. And so I feel like when the studio came to the close, like the one thing that I love about you the most that has changed me I'm not going to cry. Am I going to cry? No, I got, <laughs> no, you got my got washes this. done. Oh my God. Um, it's like, I didn't realize like you love your family. Like you, like the mom part of you mm-hmm. is like on a whole other level, bro. I'm just like, dude, you're kind of making me look bad in the mom world. Nah. Like I got to step up my shit dog, you know? And so that is one of the biggest things I learned from you is like your kids and your husband are like, you're like ride or die. Like that is, that is everything to you. So when I was trying to figure out who the fuck I am, I was like, well, I want to be like that kind of mom. Like I want to live my life for my kids and my husband. Not that I wasn't doing that, but it was very different extremes. It was like, I want to be present. And so I watched you do that like with your family. And I was like, well, I want that. And so as women, sometimes we compare things like, I want to look like her. I want to do this like her, right? And I was like, I want to, to love like that. Right. And so mm-hmm. I think when the studio was coming to like that place where we were trying to figure out what we wanted, both of us were like, dude, we're not in this for the summer times. Yeah. And it was so hard to separate like the love and all of these things. And I think everyone knows that like I was the person who was like, we got to hold on to this. Like we can't let yeah. go. And so I think people need to know that like that side of this from like the studio side for you, because like most people I feel like, think that we just had this huge argument and you wanted to sell it and I didn't. It was like, okay, but they're friends. So what like really happened, you know? Yeah. So I feel like the people need closure. And so, you know. Yeah. I mean, I think for us, like you said, the studio was a whole whirlwind like through COVID and then, you know, starting up at the end of COVID where it was so risky. We were like, are people even going to come? Like, yeah. do they have to wear masks? That was a true conversation where you're like, are they going to have to wear masks? And, uh, you know, you and I were like, eh, no, we'll figure it we're out. Not doing that. <laughs> yeah, like, come knocking. You, you can wear a mask if you want, but, you know, um, but throughout the transition of you quitting your job and like yeah. all these things. And like you said, like you were always that mom, you know, you just didn't have those opportunities because yeah. you worked a job that kept you busy all the dang time. So I think the studio allowed you to finally be like fully present totally. the way you want it to be. And then I was also that. And so in the meantime, we're so like type a personalities where we don't want things falling through the cracks and when things were just kind of falling through the cracks a little bit we were like bro this is stressing me out yeah you know it's not bringing personally for me it stopped bringing me as much joy when it became a job whenever because steph did all the bookkeeping she was really good at keeping on top of the stuff and i'd get a a (laughs) bi-weekly text being like well, we're going to have to put $800 into the studio you know, I, or whatever. I also want people like people who are close to us know this, but we opened the studio with cash from mm-hmm. our savings account and every bill that didn't generate money from the studio, we paid out of our pockets. And yeah. I think that's huge. But I think what people also should know is that when we went into this, we made the agreement as basically strangers that we were never going to go into debt. We were never going to take out a loan. We were never going to get a credit card. Mm -hmm. If the studio stopped paying for itself, we always said we were done. I just don't think we thought that was going to kind of happen the way it did, you know? So I just wanted to add that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that was a big part of it is like when it started like cutting, because you and I were both, obviously, we put our families first. We travel. We pay for expensive freaking sports for our children. And so when it was like, hey, we're going to have to put money into the studio, it kind of came a place where I was like, well, this is money that's being taken away from my family. 
And so you and I were kind of like, hey, like once it's for me personally, it was like when it stops bringing me complete joy and it starts becoming any sort of stress. Yeah. I was kind of to the point where I was like, you know, this isn't what I want to do long term. And I know it was hard because we had to have that real conversation multiple times. Like, hey. (laughs) Well, and I think also what people don't understand is like, first of all, we're women. So our emotions are like. Oh, that's true. You know, all over the place. But also we're friends. Mm -hmm. And we're also business partners. And so those were multiple different hats that we were wearing. I was also selling another house at the time. Mm -hmm. I had left dispatch again. And so it was like we were doing a lot of things at one time while trying to also maintain a friendship. And so it's kind of like when you fight with your husband about like financial things, money is a, it's just a hard topic. And so I feel like emotionally we were still very attached to the studio, but we both knew it was the right choice. And it was just, it was hard for us in different ways. Yeah. And I am the like, I'm the person that like talks about my feelings and shows them and like I'll tell the whole (laughs) world and you're just not that. You're just not, and so I feel like it's important for people to understand that we did have a hard time with each other, but we were honest about it with each other, to each other's faces, as friends, as business partners, and now I think we're closer than ever. We were close then, but it's different now. We We went through the trenches in a lot of different ways, you know, just learning who each other, who you were outside of, you know, the studio and just as friends and like selling and buying houses together and business partners like you said we wore a lot of different it's crazy hats. when you think about that <laughs> when we say that out loud i'm like yeah, okay that's actually wild normal people shouldn't do that stuff yeah you like know? we did like they always say like you shouldn't mix business mm-hmm. with pleasure and i think it worked for us because we started a business as people Strangers. yeah essentially <laughs> which when you say out loud it's like yeah. okay so anyways that is like the closure everybody who's listening uh check check one two that's the studio closure. Studio I feel like we could talk open. about this for so long. Like, yeah, we have so many topics. We so could. many topics yeah. on the studio, and I think we both miss it. But um, I think I'm, my perfect scenario would be us not paying the bills, you know, agreed. but us still owning it <laughs> yeah. and not having any responsibility yeah. and having that yeah. whole vibe. Yeah, I you know. That I think the thing about the studio, which kind of like led to like the whole podcast idea, is I loved all the women that I met mm-hmm. and like all the friendships that were built, and it was like. You and I come from very similar things and very different things. And so we made a place in a town. Like I think that the thing for me that was so hard to leave is that Cycle Durango was a very safe place mm-hmm. to come for any and all body types. That is not heard of. That's not, you know, you have all these big cycle and, and spin places and all that and they're chains, they're corporations. That's what they do. That's their brand. Mm-hmm. We specifically built a place that was like, look, come to us. It's affordable. We're going to be here to work out. But we're going to also make you – we're going to remind you how badass you are. We're going to remind you all these beautiful things about who you are and what you're doing. And so for two women who have struggled with a lot of different body things and and a lot of different things, we were able to make other women feel things they haven't felt for years. And so – We built a lot of personal friendships there too. Yeah. And that was – I think that was my fear. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I lost one friend from that place. Like I think everyone who I was actually friends with, you know, not just like on the surface, um, I think I still walked away with those friendships. But I think that was why for me it was so hard because I felt like I was like losing all these connections. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think – it was just something that was really hard, like hard to walk away. And I think I thought, well, Chessie and I are never going to hang out again. Like, and now we're 
neighbors. So yeah. there's that. Now we now we can walk to each other's houses, <laughs> man, with all our free time. What a wild ride. Okay, so let's that's the studio. That's the studio drums. Yep. That's some that's some good stuff. We sold it. We moved on. Um still now crushing we, it at being yeah. moms and yeah, dude, now working we, out still. We live our best lives. Yep. So I want the people to know Chessie on like the other, like the hustler level. So the one thing I remember about you, like when we first I think we were like halfway through owning the studio, and I remember you said to me, like, dude, I just want like a bunch of rentals. Like that was like your I don't know how long that's been like your thing for. Oh, for how long do you think it is? It's funny because looking back, Brandon and I, you know, my husband Brandon, we've been married for 15 years. And every year we've been married, it was on our New Year's resolution to buy investment property. That gave me the chills. But on the only Uh, other side. Yeah. Yeah. It gave me it was just one of those things. It was every year and every year we were like, oh, maybe next year, like hopefully next year. That's crazy. Yeah. And so this last year, you know, being able to finally pull the trigger on that that was like a huge I really wish that this was like a visual that people could see I was just telling Tony the other day I'm like did you got to see the Airbnb but after like how it looks on the inside it is it's like just so homey in there so it's like I would pay good money to stay there and get in that hot tub like and it's just up the road if I need an escape I know where I got it girls night so that's what I'm saying okay so (laughs) how many do you have you have one well, we just bought our one in October, and then we just bought a property that Brandon is going to be flipping. So we're doing it. We're living the the hustle I, dream. I just think that there's something magical about you manifesting like a lot of things. And that has, like when I talked about the podcast, you were like the hype girl. You're always, I could literally tell you like, bro, this is my idea. You'd be like, let's do it. And so, but you, do you, that for me too. You manifest yourself though, is a thing. You, you're like, this is what I want and I'm going to get there. Mm-hmm. And then you get there and then you double it. And I'm like, dude, what are, well, you how do talked you do about this? That. Yeah. You and I've talked about that. Like who you surround yourself with too is a big yeah. part of that. Yeah. You know, and that's probably why I'm more selective because I have hung out in groups of women who I say, Hey, I want to do this. And then they laugh or they chuckle. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, you're not my people. I'm, out, I'm out of here. Bye. <laughs> well, and do you think that's just because they're like, in, I think people are insecure with themselves. And so they hear like a big extravagant story, like buying multiple properties in Durango right now with the economy. Like it's wild. It's, it's not, wild. Right. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, well, watch me. I'm going to do it twice. Yeah. And so it's like, you have that hustler. Like, I think it's the mindset. But I think what's important about that is you haven't always been there. So how do you get – let's go back to Dolorosa. Was that good? <laughs> let's go. We don't have to go back to like when you were a kid. You know, we can just start from like, you know, you and Brandon, like when you had Evie and like oh. what you're comfortable sharing because there's something to be said. Like you didn't just wake up and, and say I'm successful. Like how did no. you – you know, let's talk about how you got to that point. And I know that's like super scary to be vulnerable, but I feel like – when people look sometimes at someone who's just like hot as shit, okay, <laughs> sometimes they think like, okay, well, whatever, you know, she was like, she's had that or, mm-hmm. and there's something that is like, well, no, that's actually not how this is. And you continue to evolve as a woman, as a mom and a friend. And so it's important to know like where that all started from, yeah. you know? So, okay, to La Rosa, here we come. All right. <laughs> uh, well, there's not a lot of like, I feel like truly my life started, you know, when I married Brandon. Right. That's so corny because well, he's my high school sweetheart. I've been with him since I was 14. We struggled a lot to be together with uh, strict parents and 
different things like that. So it was constantly like a struggle. And then he went to the military at 18. He left and I was heartbroken and all this stuff. And I uh, struggled with a lot of hardship growing up, which is, well, there's not enough time for all that, but that's for, that's for, <laughs> for another part, day. That's for part two. <laughs> yeah, uh, but the long story is Brandon joined the Navy and all I could think about was being with Brandon, right? Because at that time I was like, he's my person. He's still my person, but yeah. I didn't care what that meant for me. That meant having no money, whatever. And the reality of it was, that's what that meant. That meant we moved to San Diego, California and have zero dollars to our name. And, uh, and really freaking struggle, you know? And so for me, it was, a, it was, it was a challenge to, I didn't come from money either. So I couldn't right. like just call my mom and be like, can I have some money? Hey mom, yeah. I've been eating ramen noodle every meal for weeks. <laughs> I'm <laughs> tired know? of the cat food. Yeah. So, uh, he and I just kind of have always been in this mentality of it's like him and I against the world. And, um, so that's that is the coolest thing ever because that really is how you guys live your lives still to this day. Yeah. Sorry, continue. I just want to say that's cool as shit. Well, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. But I. I hope also, you're listening, Brandon. Yeah, you're gonna listen, Brandon. <laughs> cool shit, Brandon. <laughs> um, I also got pregnant at 18, which is <laughs> don't recommend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anybody listening? Uh, yeah, don't recommend. Zero out of ten. It's not fun. Um, no, but I the, I remember this day. Um, I remember that I just enrolled in college that day and I, we were living with someone else and Brandon and I were sleeping on an air up mattress in oh someone God. else's house. And I used to be so annoyed because they were up late, like partying, like playing ping pong and beer. And I was doing what know, 18 year olds should yeah. be doing. And I was like, Oh my God, like these people aren't going to shut the hell up. So I might as well just go join them. So I thought I had like a chronic hangover. So I'm glad Evie's smart because uh, oh my god, and take and took a lot of alcohol. That is hilarious. Yeah, but I was sick and I was like, man, I must just have this hangover. I really overdid it. Yeah, and I told my mom, I was like, I'm pretty sure, you know, I'm just got like a stomach bug, and she was like, no, nah, go get a pregnancy test. And I was like, no, I'm 18. Like, what is it? Stop. <laughs> I can happen. I'm 18, so I'm not gonna be pregnant. Are I you know, kidding? but it's just like that small town mentality where you just yeah. Like, well, you don't know. You weren't. I think that's the thing about millennials too is you weren't really taught that. Like no. you were told if you have sex, you're definitely going to H E double hockey sticks, but you yeah, weren't exactly like, educated. When I was on like how, married and you know yeah. whatever. Yeah, whatever. It's not gonna happen to me. But I had just enrolled in college that day, and I decided to go ahead and pick up a pregnancy test from a good old dollar general or something there's like the cheap one hit the submit button yeah. pregnancy test at the dollar store yeah. uh, they work obviously so um i remember it like it was yesterday that i saw those two pink lines and i remember like dropping down the wall and being like my life is over like oh. everything i had envisioned for myself is over and uh brandon was like obviously really great and being like no, this is just the beginning and it's okay. It's so exciting. I'm like, we're on an airbed in someone else's house. We have <laughs> no couches or a bed. no money. We have nothing. And he was like, we're going to figure it out, you know? And so uh, the hardship and all that was that I could not go to college because I was chronically ill uh, with Evie's yeah. ass. <laughs> Hope you're not listening. Evie, yeah. she loves her. <laughs> She's cute, but uh, she made me She's so cute. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it was just like, it, it's ingrained in you when you have to struggle for yeah. everything. You know, you have to truly like, it's not like, oh, I'm just going to go pick this up. It was like, even the pregnancy test was a struggle to buy and like gas. And, you know, and Brandon and I were truly like our first apartment that we brought Evie home to, it hardly had any running water and we sat on the floor. And uh, 
That's Still, crazy. I ate mac and cheese and ramen noodle throughout my entire pregnancy. And um, I just craved uh, Olive Garden all the time. And Brandon was like, can't you have a cheaper craving? Like, holy crap. But um, yeah, I think I'm going off track with No, you're this. not. You're not. You're, you were in the apartment. You didn't have a lot. And yeah. so, but then he deployed. Oh, yeah. Multiple times he deployed. And I remember to this day, like, joking that, you know, back, like, people have kids now, like, they don't have it easy because the world's different, right? Right. It's very different. But, like, if you want to hustle and you want to make some money, you can go DoorDash. You can freaking sell your feet pics online. Well, like, I think that's what is so different about you is that when we went to dinner, the four of us, for the very first time, when we were like, oh, we just bought a business together. Let's introduce our husbands. Yeah. And you guys were talking about how you had owned an ATM machine, mm -hmm. right? Was it yeah. ATM machine? And then I was like, okay, who is this bitch? I was <laughs> like, what do you mean? You? And I remember I got in the car and told Tony, I was like, dude, I was like, I wonder how many businesses they've like had and then sold. I was like, what? What? Is and he's like, well, I don't know, but like, we're You'll you're going to find out. Yeah, literally. Yeah. And so then I think that was just kind of like the, the more I got to know you, the more I learned that everything about you is like, I'm going to survive this times a million. Oh, yeah. Like, everything is a hustler's mindset. Like, during the pandemic, mm -hmm. what? tell the people what you did when you weren't selling houses. What was I doing? Door dashing? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I did Uber. <laughs> you're, I, like, yeah. you're like, wait, like, I don't know. I, no, I oh, did I uh, Instacart. Instacart. So what I did yeah. is I did all the shopping and delivered all the damn groceries. You continued to live the life that you wanted to have mm -hmm. while the world was unknown. While everybody was panicking, you were like, no, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, you, and I, I think that like having the type of mentality, like being married to Brandon has helped me a lot in that way. Cause he's so low key and I'm yeah. like the stressor. Um, but you know, like I said, at that time when there was nothing online that you could do, I, I remember finding this like website where it's like stuff envelopes, you know, and Brandon and I sent in like our last $50 to get this envelope stuffing kit. Cause we thought we were going to get you know, decent amount of money. Did but, you, did you stuff the envelope? Oh no, it was a scam. Oh God, I so remember, you lost that 50. Oh yeah. I remember that 50. I remember oh crying God. about that one. I was like, oh, we're scammed, but, oh my gosh. Um, you know, and then I did photography. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to kind of, we're going to change topics here. Okay. So, because this just made me think of something we were talking about the other day. Um, I feel like so many people around us that are our age are just now like getting married and mm -hmm. having babies. And you and I are over here having teenagers. And I'm just like, dude, I need a margarita. Yeah. But if my coach is listening, I did not have one. I'm she drinking. didn't. I'm having a sugar-free Red Bull just for the record because I'm in prep. But it's like, so we were talking the other day. We had the best conversation, remember? And I was like, dude, where are my microphones when I need mm -hmm. them? Because it was so good. So I want to bring us kind of like back to that. So I think one thing about you two that I love the most is that I don't have to worry about dimmering. Dimming? Dimming? Dimmering? Dim <laughs> is dimmering work? It can be. Dimming my shine. So I, I feel like I've always been like very bold, very mm -hmm. fucking loud. I want to wear the bougie things. And so when you and I became friends, I was like, dude, she's just, we're like the same. And so like I have this, I don't know that I would call it an obsession, but like I like to look. Oh my God, did you hear that? There's a lot of ice falling from, oh my from gosh. the house. It so sounds know. like gunshots. Anyways, <laughs> I like to look like nice when I go out. Like I like Absolutely. to get dressed up. Like, you know what? If we're going city market, fine. Let's. I'm going to put some lipstick on. Mm -hmm. And I like doing that for my husband and my family. And so I feel like when we were talking, sometimes you get lost in that. And so I can't remember when I had like young kids mm -hmm. 
if I had a time in my life where like when my kids were little, like I know I was um, a lot more broke back then. So that kind of changed it, I guess. But I don't remember losing myself. In all of the things that I've been through, I feel like I always made like my looks and my, even when I was heavy. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like we had that like kind of similar, like here we are trying to raise teenagers while also trying to like stay looking like a snack and feeling our best selves while also struggling with like body dysmorphia and all those things. And so I feel like I remember the very first time because I've always been like, dude, that bitch is so hot. Like in my mind, (laughs) always about you. Since day one, I'm like, dude, are you kidding me? We That's know why that we're, you know, we're friends. I literally told me up. you know I told my lady gal doctor I'm like look my best friend, this is a photo. These are these are these are what I need. I'm gonna pay for this, <laughs> and so I feel like man, see I got off track there. Yeah, see what I did there? We're back. We're back. So we're circling back. Um, I remember the first time we talked about body dysmorphia, and I was mm-hmm. like shocked that you had it. Like I couldn't under I couldn't comprehend to myself why someone who looked like you, right? This is me thinking about you. Mm-hmm that way about yourself so i think sometimes people get like this misconception about everybody has some kind of body dysmorphia it doesn't really matter what you look like that's like your own thing so you had three young kids Mm -hmm. your husband was gone how do you figure out like how you want to look and how you want to present yourself like how did you get through all of that from when your kids were young to right now oh wow that's the i know that's the loaded and you don't have to go like all the way back but it's like I, I feel like when we were talking the other day, something we talked about and agreed upon is when our kids were younger, we still tried. Like the money was very different and things looked mm-hmm. very different. But how did how did you take care of you? Not not the kids' mom, not Brandon's wife. Like how did you take care of Chessie when you had younger kids? Well, I think that's what you and I've talked about is it's like the evolving of us, right? Like I would never want to be – 18 20 again because like man have i learned a lot about myself in that time and the biggest thing that i've learned is that i have been doling myself down like the most out of anyone like i remember you know as a young bride got married at 18 and i had a rocking body like freaking tiny muscular perfect body right and i remember and brandon has his memory too we went to the beach and i would not wear anything besides a one piece and he was like, Chessie, like, why are you not wanting to show your body? And I was like, I don't, listen, I don't want to just leave me alone about it. Like I was very defensive about yeah. it. And he was like, you have a beautiful body. And I was like, Brandon, like, stop. It's none of your business. Like I'm going to wear what I want to wear, you know? And so I think long story short is, man, it's something that you know as well, that like, it's not something that we just reversed overnight. No, you know, it was totally freaking years and years of just positive self-talk and forcing yourself out of your comfort zone and wearing the freaking two-piece and saying, okay, I have stretch marks and I've loose skin and I have all these things because my body has continued to transition. You know that more than ever with your freaking weight loss. Well, I think the one memory I have about you that I have a lot of favorite memories, but I think this one, we were in Arizona and I had on, you know, the grandma bathing suit, Mm -hmm. the zipped up that we bought at like the big, I bought it at the big girl store in the mall in Farmington. I, I didn't go in that store with you. I went, I don't remember who I went with, but I went in there and I remember they didn't have my size. Mm-hmm. There were no sizes small enough, like, you know. And so I was like, well, just give me something like close. And so I, I put on that like zipped up. It was a grandma bathing suit. Mm-hmm. I still have it. And I remember you were like, dude, just put this on. You like, give me the pink one. And I was like, that is never going to fit me. And you have always 
you're the friend, and this is what I think people just don't get about you, is like you're the friend that literally when you feel like a five, you're like, bitch, you are a 10 and let me prove it to you. You were like, just go put it on. And I was like, dude, I'm not putting it on. And you were like, go put it on. <laughs> go put it on now. Yeah. And so then I, I went and put it on and I was like, oh my God, this fits. Yeah. And then I came downstairs and it was like, everybody's cheering me on. And I was like, that's when I think I learned too, like, Okay, so what you really need in your life is women who see you, Empower you. Yeah. and and build you up. And so I feel like what's really hard now is that so many women don't really have that. Like you have mm. a small select few women who have that. And I think that day I was like, oh my God, I can see myself the way that Chessie sees me. And so there's that part of like loving yourself and your skin that sometimes when other women make you feel that, mm -hmm. it's easy to bring yourself up to that like to that 10, to that level. And so you have a teenage daughter. Yeah. So how, you know, that's going to evolve too. So you have to kind of be careful how you talk about yourself out oh, absolutely. Up, right? Yeah, that was a big thing that I always said. I said, you know, if I am not liking myself, I'm never going to say that in front of my, my daughters. I'm never going to say I'm fat or, you know, I need to lose weight or whatever because, I, you know, recently I saw my 11-year-old covering her stomach and, uh, oh, that my you heart. know, and I, she was like putting her hands across her stomach and I was like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, well, I just have a little tummy. And I was like, you know, and I was that like, makes me want to cry. I know. Oh no. And yeah. so of course, like you think about your whole life and all the decisions you've made, but then you realize that it's just part of her journey as well yeah. to, you know, and my girls are both extremely confident and I did not come from confidence. Yeah. You know, I came from a household where I was tall and weird and awkward and, and everything I did, like. I questioned. And so at the end of the day, I also think a big part of my body acceptance came from having, like you said, good friends. Yeah. Um, because you've always boosted me up. Like, even when I'm like, dude, something's got to change. You're like, eh, you're fine. Like, shut up. <laughs> you know, and, and having a, a great husband yeah. is huge too. Cause he's always been like, where are the two piece? Chassie, where are the two pieces? He does. Piece? He all, I think that's also something that is just so amazing is that your husband just thinks you're like the hottest thing in the world and he's he not really afraid. Does. He's not even lying. He really thinks it. <laughs> and he's not afraid to say it in front of everyone, no matter any time, yeah. place. And so it's like you guys have this marriage that is, you know, long time and he still sees you in this light that sometimes you can't see yourself. And so those those things matter. But also mm -hmm. your daughter see the way he talks to you oh, and yeah. feels about you. And that is important. That's important for your son. That's important for your daughters. And so those things are, you know, they so set the bar high. Exactly. Guys. So that they, you know, and hopefully, hopefully we've moved away, like maybe in Mexico by then. And so they'll want to go to college somewhere far away. Yeah. That's what I say about my kids all the time. I'm like, go far. Let's, let's, let's get out of Durango. Let's expand out. Yeah. Let's go out uh, of there. You know, I have this love hate relationship for Durango, but <sighs> long, know. you know, back on the topic. God, I know we could talk about the snow until the end of time. I'm over uh -huh. it. I think um, something I want to say too, even about you, is like it's so funny how we literally are our worst critics, you yeah. know, because you come off as one of the most confident people anyone will ever meet. Like you're loud, you're proud. That's true. You're freaking, you're yeah. dressed to the tens. Like you're, you're loud. <laughs> even when I go to the city market, <laughs> anybody got lipstick? Just see, kidding. See? Yeah, you know, and so no one would know that like Stephanie maybe is dealing with internal struggles, yeah. like you cutting your hair and like doing different things that you've done too is like something that you seemed confident outwardly, mm -hmm. but you were also internally having a, like a big conflict. Yeah. And so working through those. Like, I think, and that's like kind of the whole point of me kind of trying to talk with different people is that mm -hmm. we all struggle at different times in our life. And so sharing that with other 
people is the key is because confident women, strong women, they come from a lot of broken places. Absolutely. And that's kind of how you get there. You know, you can be strong for many different reasons, but usually it's because you were broken and you had to do all these things. And, you know, I, I am confident 95% of the time, I would say. I'm in a place right now where I do love my skin. But I, I found that video just a few days ago, yeah. and that was only four and a half months ago. Yeah. And I remember sitting in the car. I remember that I was crawling in my fucking skin. Mm-hmm. I hated myself. I was literally, I, I think I was three pounds difference from then to now. But you're not talking about like hundreds of pounds, right? You're just, mm-hmm. you're talking about two different people that have done two different things. And so we evolve all the time. I just think we don't share. Well, mentality is huge because if you think back to like, you know, the fact that you're the hardest on yourself, even though, like you said, it's three pound difference, like where you are mindset wise, because like we may be doing freaking great right now. But next week, depending on yeah, different things in my life, man, I could be feeling not so great. But I think it's the actions that we continue to do. Like you continue to tell yourself, like, I'm going to work harder. I'm going to keep pushing, not to necessarily change your body, but to say, I'm going to work harder at loving myself better. Yeah. Or I'm going to push myself to look in the mirror and not say anything negative because that self-talk has been huge for me. I think that's one. I think that's one reason that the studio was so big for us is because you had two women who have struggled with their bodies in different ways. Real life stuff. And we were real about it and we were honest about it in this like screaming way while you have this loud music. But also it was, we found a way to really talk about that like openly. And so I think that is also the nice thing about 2023 is a lot of people are talking about things openly now, Mm -hmm. about struggles, about heartbreak, about a lot of different things. And so it's interesting to talk to people who live two two doors down from you. That's what makes this kind of different is that you're not talking about, you know, famous people that live in California that have struggled. You're talking about people, you know, you and I had kids young Mm -hmm. and we struggled and we were broke and our stories are very different. But now we're living lives that are, you know, intertwined together because we're friends Mm -hmm. and we can share those struggles. And it's like, sometimes when we talk about like the things we've been through, it's like, whoa, bro. How are we even surviving so I'm now? Saying, we you know? could have like freaking five of these podcasts because yeah. I feel like there's so much detail, even in the short time that we've been friends. Yeah. Which is how many years now? Three? Three or four? Three or four, yeah. Uh, three or four because the, pa- the pandemic was what, 2020? 2020. So three yeah. years ago? Yeah. I just think four like, so ago? much has happened and we've yeah. like, the reason we're so close is because we have dealt with the shitty stuff together yeah. too. Like, Fights? Yeah, like we've I mean, got some fights. Dude, look, if you guys think Jesse and I haven't fought that, like, and I think that's what makes this friendship also, we were intertwined in ways that are like a marriage. And so we decided, both of us individually, like, we can either get through this fight or not. And I think there were times where both of us were like, dude, fuck this. This is like not supposed to be this hard. Mm-hmm. But we owned a business and we were essentially fighting about the business and you know, we're both married to cops, so we're just recording each other. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Do you still have those recordings? I might. I might have to oh look. Oh, my gosh. I'm dying. Um, so, okay. We are we are coming near the time frame. Okay. So, um, we'll do a part two because, God, we just have so much There's to so say. Much. Um, even just when we were in the car the other day, I was like, man, we have some good shit. We're kind of funny. We're a good time. I mean, I think we're funny. Dude, I do too. Maybe we that's also, why we like each other. Probably. I know. 
I'll see you after today. I probably won't see you for like three weeks. It's hard no, to say. But you that's know? like the good friendships. Yeah. We go to the Sam's Club together. Okay. So I got off track there. I'm sorry. Um, also, if anybody knows a really good nail place for us, please let us know. We're in the market for new nail business. <laughs> Although we have talked about opening a nail place. Chessie and I yeah, also yeah. sometimes say, what is our next business Who venture? Who wants to do some nails? Yeah. That's what I want to know. Well, we'll buy the building. You guys do. We'll, we'll make, we'll take 50%. 70? <laughs> You guys do all the work, we'll right? Just, yeah, we'll just hang out. We're the worst, honestly. We really are. We just do what we want when we want. We're like, that's do exactly we feel like, That's why this is taking us so long to record this, because we're know. like, are we Let's tired? Let's just go to Chick-fil-A. That's what happened last time. We were going to record this last week, and Stephanie's like, I, was tired. I think we're tired. And I was like, I think Dude, we right. had a long day. We went yeah. to Farmington, went to the Ultas, went to the Targis, yeah. got the Chick-fil-A's. But we're fresh. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Okay, so if you could... So I always want to end these things with like a little bit of um, inspirational spread, like some confidence spread. If you could talk to the woman right now who's listening, who's looking in the mirror, who literally just hates the skin that she's in, what would you tell her? I know that's a loaded question, boo, Damn. but yeah. What would you tell her? And maybe you, maybe you know her, maybe you don't like, what would you tell her from everything that you know about how to love yourself and the skin you're in? What would you say to homegirl? I mean, I feel like sometimes that person's still me, you know? And that's, yeah, the, that's totally. the hard part is I still have to follow the same steps that I tell other women to just, you know, and sometimes it's not a cure-all. Like I can say, oh, you, you're you not feeling good, go to the gym. Well, some days you may not want to do that and it's okay, you yeah. know? And I think my biggest thing that I could say is it's okay. You know, like, oh, I love that. Yeah. We all freaking struggle. We all yes. have days that we're not feeling our best and you have to just say, it's okay. Yeah. Tomorrow's a new day and I'm going to do the things I need to do today to get through this mentality that I'm in because as women too, oh my gosh, the freaking hormone changes that we go through in a month yeah, are already wild. And so, uh, just having some, just I giving yourself some compassion, I think. You know, I want to end this one because this one is really special with me by saying women compete with each other. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to. Find people who are similar to you. Find people who like things that you like because it's a lot more fun when you have someone who's there to build you up. There's no competition. We do a lot of similar things. Like, let's go get our hair done. Let's go do this. And it's not a competition. It's like, dude, let's go do what makes you feel good. Absolutely. And so – if you don't have those kind of women in your life, they're out there. Yeah. You can find them. And it only takes you being the the best version of yourself to find someone else who's really just viewing themselves the same. Like I feel like our friendship also works because we're in a place where we like love ourselves mm -hmm. most of the time. Most and so time, we can yeah. give we can give authenticity. Is that a word? Uh, yeah. Man, how many words have I used that are not words today? I think that was a I word. better stop. Okay. Anyways, you guys. Um, so this podcast was just the shizzle to my nizzle. <laughs> I pulled my back out, but we're going to survive it. So if you've made it this far, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll catch you guys later.